Alex plays, uh, we all smile because he really makes us proud. We can put him into any competition, and he can handle his own. And he showed us that last year against Motown uh, when we started him up there. It was his first NPSL start. Four minutes into the game, he played a brilliant ball to Sam Brown and finished it in the upper 90. Alex played 65 minutes that game and did a tremendous job. That's Blaze Santangelo, head coach of Westchester United, talking about today's guest on The Path, a podcast where we talk to players and coaches and fans and other people involved in the beautiful game about just the many places that soccer has taken them and the experience that they've had along the way. I recently caught up with Alex, and we talked a little bit about just how he got involved with playing with Westchester United, a, an amateur team with you know, players who are mostly in their 20s, most, most, a lot of them no longer in college, and how you know, that came about and what the experience has been like for him playing with a team where he's basically the only teenager in the, in the squad. started playing with the under-23 program as a sophomore, um, and that turned into a great experience playing with older guys, and that's really where my soccer career became, began to really just pick up and eventually, last summer, I got it. I featured in a couple MPSL games, uh, which was a great experience. Um, and I plan on being an b- even bigger part this this upcoming summer. But then this year, um, the opportunity presented itself that, along with playing club ball for Laura Mary and Blaze, gave me the opportunity to play with the. Uh, well, we didn't. Well, at the time, I didn't know we were going to qualify for the Open Cup, so we were we were in the qualifying stages. So um, he gave me the opportunity to come out and train and and play and it's it's turned out to be again just an unbelievable experience and um it's just been an incredible experience just playing with guys that um have pretty much been through it all through the, the, the high school the college levels um and some of them are still aspiring to be pros so it's been a great experience for me personally just learning from those guys to back up a little bit the lamar hunt u.s open cup is the oldest cup competition in in the u.s and one of the oldest in the world dates back to 1914 and every year you have a bunch of pro and amateur teams enter this competition there's a lot of different ways to enter one of those is through local qualifying which Westchester United went through by winning four games all of them played on the road they started out playing a VE local team and won that game and then had to go to Ukrainian Nationals another local team and win there and then after winning there they played another game on the road up in Queens, New York, and then thinking that they might have qualified, then they found out that there was another round, one more round, and they went up to Boston to play Safira FC, where they were eventually won three to nothing. I I asked Alex about what that trip was like going to Boston. Uh, you know, obviously being the youngest uh, member of the team and the youngest youngest player on the trip. The Boston trip was was one of the best soccer trips I've ever experienced. I mean, just, just it was it was winner winner go home because that was the last opportunity for the team to get to qualify. And we we went out there with one goal, which was the win, and we took care of business. And just it was it was really cool to be around the guys um, after all that hard work, and we're able to celebrate and eventually come home with the new goal, which was um, advancing in the cup. Um, I'm not the tallest presence. I'm all about almost maybe five eight, and not, I'm not bigger than anyone on the team. And it took a little bit for them to really, I guess, respect that I was there and I was really there to play. Um, I guess 
um, sophomore year, I didn't really get to play with the guys. And then last summer, I really began to bond with a lot of them, just being around them. And then this year, just a lot of the guys have just been great. I mean, I'm, I'm ultimately the one that gets picked on the most because I'm by far the youngest. But right. to be honest, I, I really enjoy it just because these guys really accept me, despite me being by a couple of years the youngest and for many five or six years younger. But um, I really enjoy the experience. And these guys, like I said, um, just give me great teaching points and are, are definitely hard on me, which is something I need going to college. Alex, what was your – were you familiar with the Open Cup before? Like, What was your experience with the competition before you were essentially part of it uh, with, yes. in qualifying? Yeah, so before the Open Cup, so two years ago, I believe, the Westchester actually played Ocean City, um, the City Islanders at Westchester. And I yep. actually attended that game. Oh, cool. Really knowing, yeah, I didn't really know what the Cup was about, but there was – Probably over a thousand, five thousand five hundred, around two thousand people there, if I had to estimate. And that 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 experience is really cool. Um, and uh, after that, I didn't really think of it much. But then once I heard that Westchester had this opportunity um, to qualify, it really all came full circle. Realizing that that um, unfortunately we didn't get another home game, but the fact that how big of a deal it was to Westchester two years ago, and it's the same deal again um, coming up. So you just what? How'd you end up at that game? You just happened to go because you knew some people going, or what, what yeah, was, I knew. I knew. So my old assistant coach on my um team played Jordan LeBlanc. He was a player. He oh, okay. In, uh, old Dominion. So he was he was one of my one of my favorite coaches. Um, so we went out to support him. Um, it was a contested game, and it was just a, a cool experience seeing an amateur team playing against professional. Um, and that. That again is is what's what's going to happen. It's it's what's going on in the whole tournament. So it's really a cool opportunity to see amateur teams hopefully progress to the next stage of the of the tournament. You, you know the you mentioned the MPSL and obviously, I, gosh, I feel like I've been been at several key moments of you you and your your career. I was there when you scored the game winner against Radner in the the playoffs. <laughs> A while back, I was there when you made your debut against VE, VE in the uh, Open Cup qualifying. But I, I do also recall the game you got in an MPSL against Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And the thing I think that stood out to me about that was that uh, Jeremiah White was also playing in that game. And you obviously have a history with, with him. What was what was that experience like making you know the debut and you know in the MPSL and seeing uh, seeing uh, you know Co- Coach White. Uh, in there and the opposing team. It was definitely interesting. Um, it's something I, it was, it was the first, it was the first for me playing against a, uh, a former, at the time it was the form, my former coach. So right. it was interesting. I mean, we, we still have a good relationship, but it, when you're, when you're an opposition, there's really no friends. So again, mm-hmm. it was, it was an interesting experience, but um, he had a great professional career. It was, it was, um, but aside from that, the experience um, as a junior in high school playing an MPSL game against former pros and, guys that are on the brink of playing pro is something that really helped me uh, or has helped me develop as a player um, certainly yeah and obviously obviously show blaze you know that something too right because i mean obviously as your head coach with westchester you know seeing what you could do in the mpsl was sort of how he kind of knew what you, you know that you would you know be someone who could be part of the club for for this open cup run I know the. I believe it was the next game you went out to FC Motown, which was, you know, the the, the semifinal or the they were in the final. They lost to Miami, yeah. um, and and you were involved in that game. What was that like uh, being involved in 
in that game then on the road for the first time in the NPSL and, and, and you know, getting a result against, you know, a really tough, tough team with, like you said, like, you know, the other game too with, you know, some former pros, some now current pros as well on that, on that, on that group. Yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights of the summer plays. I, I brought up a young team. Um, I don't really know. I think he admitted he, he didn't really know what to expect against going against. Because I, I think we already qualified for the playoffs the other day, so it was more of an opportunity for the younger guys to get us out. But he, um, he ended up starting me in that game, and I actually got an assist very early on, um, which was, uh, for me, a big deal and a, uh, a great opportunity to help the team. And we ended up winning 2-1 uh, late, and it was, it was, it was really – an unbelievable experience, like you said. Motown was probably one of the, if not the most, one of the most talented teams in that conference. Um, and the opportunity to start and play, I think I played around 50 to 60 minutes, was, was something that is really special to me. Yeah, definitely. And and again, I, I think it seems like the, you know, these things have kind of built on each other, right? Where you get you get one experience, you you sort of do well there and then it leads to the other thing you know what would you say and you, you mentioned it earlier just about how being around older players you've learned a lot and and how it's prepared you for college but you know looking ahead obviously you're, you're you have a you have a pretty important date coming up for you personally as well with finishing high school um you know looking ahead to to college what is um what would you say this these experiences have done for you in terms of um, you know, looking to break into to, to the, the Penn lineup uh, in the fall? Yeah, um, I think I've definitely matured um, as a soccer player and also off the field, definitely, because there are a lot of sacrifices that have to be made to, to play Division One soccer, and especially if you want to make an impact right away. Um, and for me, it's supplementing, um, I guess, I play with Westchester and my local club team, as well as being a normal high school kid, which is something that is difficult, but to play at soccer at such a high level, you definitely have to manage schedules um, and prioritize what is most important. So. Playing with Westchester has given Alex an opportunity to play with lots of different players who've had lots of different experiences. One of those players is Andreas Bartoszynski, who played had a very successful four-year career here at Villanova, and he joined the team you know shortly after finishing up his Villanova career last last spring. He's been a big, uh, big part of that, that group being as successful as, as they are. And he was somebody that you know Alex, I think, has has learned specifically learned a lot from. He, he talked a little bit about that relationship with with Andreas. He's one of I would consider one of the closest friends on the team. Um, and he just he um, he just plays the game simply, and it's it's just easy playing in front of him because everything everything he does is a step quicker than the opponent, so that just gives me that much more time to see the field um, and make a decision. So he's probably one that definitely stands out as a um, as a player on the team that's um, helped me develop um, as a player. Yeah, and he's German as well, so I think, I mean, that, that has to be, you know, helpful to just sort of seeing how he sees the game a little differently coming from, you know, he was in a pretty – you know, pretty known club, FC Colm, as a youth right. player. And, and I was talking to him, talking to him at training a couple of weeks ago. He, he actually won a U19 Cup with with them. So I, I would think that having, you know, having, learning a little bit, leaning a little bit on that experience would be helpful as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, like he's one of the closest kids on the team, so he gives me 
a lot of pointers, whether it's on the field, um, soccer-wise or off the field, um, with soccer or not soccer-related stuff. But yeah, he's definitely, like I said, someone that's really um, helped me along the way um, fit in and, and improve. We're going to take a quick, quick break, but we'll be back talking more with Alex Cades on The Path, podcast presented by Brotherly Game. All right, we're back with Alex Cades, and we're talking Open Cup and you know what it's like to be a, a teenager playing with you know, 20, 23, 24, 25-year-olds in, in an amateur team and, and qualifying for the oldest soccer competition in the U.S., the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. And uh, you know, we before the break, Alex, we were we were kind of getting into it with with your time at Westchester United. But I'm curious, you know, kind of you know the years leading up to that, and uh, obviously more recently, you played, you know, had a very successful high school career at Harriton, and you you know you've you've done a lot of things. We haven't talked about the Rats yet, but you know, done a lot of things with Lower Marion. But I'm kind of curious about where you know where your soccer journey started and how how you you know started to play soccer and and and, and and you know maybe some of the other sports you played as well, but um, you know where this where, where this journey all started for you. Yeah, so as a kid, I was a pretty well-rounded athlete. I, soccer was among I guess three sports I played: baseball, basketball, and soccer. And then eventually, I, I grew less fond of baseball, so it was kind of basketball and soccer. And I always was quick, but I never really had the technical skill or um, ability in soccer yet. And but basketball, I just had a really bad IQ, as my dad would say, because he was a big basketball player, and he didn't really know much about soccer, so he really pushed me to play basketball, but eventually we, we, we figured that my uh, my soccer IQ was a lot higher than my basketball IQ, so eventually it turned out that soccer was the sport that I had the most promise in, um, and so by about age nine was when I first set out for the lower man faculty, um, just hoping to make a team and see that everything went from there. And, and what happened when you tried out for Lower Marion? Um, I mean, the, so the, there's four levels. Um, uh, in most clubs, it's it's not even four levels, but for Lower Marion, I guess, since it's such a rich area for soccer talent, there's four levels, and I ended up making the D team, which, um, which at the time I wasn't happy about, but it turned out to be something that taught me a lot of lessons that I still value today. Um, just persistence and hard work. Um that, that that ensued from that point has really been something that I value. So so you 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 get placed on the D team. You weren't happy about it. Um, what? How did you take that? How did you take that being disappointed or maybe even a little bit angry or um, you know I'm sure you had uh, words with your parents about it. Um, how did you how did you manage to turn that into something where you know that actually motivated you and got you on the path where you, you know, would move up in the ranks in that club? Yeah, I, I think I definitely channeled the disappointment into a drive just to become a better player because at the time, the the top the top level of the Lower Marion team was the, best, was the best team in the state competing at, at the top level, and I, I really wanted that, and I knew it, would, it wasn't just going to, wasn't just going to happen without hard work, and I channeled that disappointment of, of not being there yet into um, just... I would come home and juggle every day after school. Uh, I, I still remember I'd go out in the front yard, and at age 10, I, I couldn't really get three juggles, but it turned into five and then seven, and then I could keep the ball up for how, however long I wanted, and that just turned into a work ethic that really continued until I just 
um, climbed up the travel team level until I was eventually um, went from the the D team to the C team to the B team, and then finally to the A team, which was the ultimate goal at the time. And how long was that process of, of going from the D to the A? So each year, I made the next team. So the, the, um, the following year after the D team, I made the C team, um, and then the B team the following year, and then um, four years after the D team, or three years after, I was on the A team. So every year was a new team, which was a change, but a change that, again, was something that was important for me um it didn't it took a took all four all four years it, it was it was a process but it, it was something that really taught me um hard work hard work is something that you got to value and have in in all aspects of life you see actually you know you mentioned you mentioned being you know you know kind of a, a sports guy right i mean I, I grew up that way too a lot of a lot of us grow up as you know we're kind of just into sports, whatever it is. If there's a ball involved or a competition, at what point did did you did you start to really? I mean, obviously, fell you obviously fell in love with the sport. Um, if you're if you're if you're putting in the work that you are, but at what point was it for you that you were like, this is? I'm more than I'm. I'm not really a sports guy. I'm a soccer guy. Um, in that in that sense. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, I was a well-rounded athlete, but. I think once I was eight or nine, I, I loved to run. Um, and mm-hmm. basketball was definitely a lot of running up and back. But soccer, just playing in the midfield, was just just a different type of movement. And I really, when I was, I think about 10, I started watching English Premier League. And I just saw, like, these crazy athletes who just loved to run and try tackle and, and, all, and, and so much more. And I really fell in love with just watching professional soccer, just how how great the sport is and I still argue to this day that it's by far better than American football <laughs> even though I grew up around American football but um, I just thought soccer was I just playing out on soccer was the best sport and I just wanted to play it, mm-hmm. was, it was nothing really more than that so it was kind of like you played and I mean because I know obviously the spectator aspect of the sport has has, has, has been one of the big changes over you know over over the past decade really here in Philadelphia I mean 10 years ago we didn't have a, uh, an MLS team right. um, you know watching Premier League was not as easy as it is now right. um, so so for you was it kind of like you were you played soccer and that's how you kind of became a soccer fan as well yeah I think I think playing the game really um, there's so many ups and downs like I, I, any sport but I think I just uh, the Playing the game and having the experiences of winning and losing just just made me fall more in love and more interested in watching higher level, higher level. Like you said, the Premier League wasn't really that available, but I began to watch on a sporadic basis. And now the Premier League's on NBC, SN, NBC every Saturday morning, so it's a lot easier to, to access. And it's something that that tradition. I mean, I I watch every Saturday morning as long as it's on. Yeah, and. You know, with the, you know, like I said, obviously, you know, Philadelphia Union are their tenth season. They have a, they have an a, a academy system. They've started up in, during this this time that you've 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 been developing as a player. You've had an opportunity even recently to play against the U19s. What, you know, what's kind of been your, uh, from your perspective as being a player who's not in the union system and seeing what they're doing, um, and getting an opportunity to kind of you know play against them and 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 sort of compare yourself maybe a little bit to the, the players you're playing against what's kind of been your perspective on that and 
and just just overall youth development and how that's that's changed in the time since you first picked up a soccer ball. Yeah, I think it, it's definitely a lot different, especially in the area. I think Dean Academy has made things a lot more structured, and, and especially with the presence of the YSC school, that kids are coming out of the area to play, which is a whole different aspect that was never, when I was a kid, it was never like that. It was only kids from the area play. But, um, yeah, it's definitely the Indian Academy has brought a lot more talent to, to Philadelphia and to the area, which makes for a lot more competition. And, you know, play, playing against the Indian Academy shows that there's just a lot of really high-quality soccer players um, my age and that are developing, whether it's through the Indian Academy or still through local clubs. Uh, like when I play, at, there's just a lot of talent just because the sport is definitely growing at a rapid pace um, in the country, and especially in this area. You know, one of the things about playing for an amateur club is, you know, there's a, there's always going to be a little bit of that chip on the shoulder. Uh, you know, if you have a chance to go to Birmingham and play Birmingham Legion, you know, there, there's definitely going to be that kind of atmosphere where, you know, you want to beat the pros. Is there, is, would you say there's a similar thing that's, that's happening with, uh, you know, players like yourself who are playing at a really high level, you know, getting a D1 um, opportunity at Penn, and you know the, the the local union team that you know that um, that you get you know obviously get some have gotten an opportunity to play against. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think there is an aspect of having a program. I mean, um, there's always, um, in my case, the Union Academy is like the the highest standard of soccer at, at, at my age, and I think not playing for them while it's again, I mean, we played against a, it's a great team, a lot of great players, but it's always difficult being different and going through a different path. So, yeah, there's always definitely been a chip on my shoulder, um, just not going the, the path that most people go on to play Division One soccer, professional or soccer in the end. But I definitely think that has its um, advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, and obviously the decision, you know, even playing high school soccer is not, not, not a given anymore. Uh, what right. can you say about your experience at, at, at being part of that, that, that program there at Harriton and obviously having a little bit of success uh, success there as well? Yeah, um, it was a decision I had to make going into um, freshman year high school was whether or not to play high school soccer or for the Union Academy because I was involved um, in the pre-academy um, in prior years. Um, and it was an extremely difficult decision because it was um, it was I wasn't really – I didn't, really know, I didn't really know what to expect from either. Um, I, didn't have any, I didn't really have any friends that had a long enough experience in the Union Academy. Um, and so I, I decided just to see how ninth grade, or uh, see how freshman year of soccer played out um, at Harrington. And I just, I just, um, I loved it. I, I the social aspects, um, just having new friends um, and just enjoying the social aspect and, and really um, being able to make new friends and play on a team despite the level what level I guess as a underclassman it, it's a different ball game because it's more about physicality but as a, it's um, it was a great experience all four years um, playing and being able to score a lot of goals um, and break some records as well where does that where does that goal against Radner in the playoffs where does that where does that rank in your high school career uh, that's got to be the top that's got to <laughs> be the top moment um, we still we still joke about it today with my family because we have the video of me scoring and taking off my shirt, but it gets cut out, and we always joke about it. If we could find the rest of that video, 
how funny it would be just because I don't remember I I have no recollection of what happened. I just remember I have a few buddies that that were jumping over the field tackling me, um, and I always we always just have a joke about that. So um, to try to find that video, but it's never come up. But uh, definitely ranks as the best moment of my high school soccer career. Yeah, I only have I only have uh, still photos. I don't have any any video in my. In my in my collection, but uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of cool. I remember that night, you know, I was I didn't even see the whole game. I got there late because I was on the way back from my own game at YC, and I, I remember texting Blaze after the game and saying, you know, I, I think I just wrote like Alex Cade's baller, like or or, or no, not baller, uh, gamer. Like I just said Alex Cade's is a gamer, and uh, you know because I you know I was just like, wow, what a way to end the game. I mean. You know, especially against a uh, you know a rival like Radner, um, you know I don't I don't know a lot about the two schools, but I I do know there's a rivalry there. So yeah. that was there was an extra element to yeah. that, and obviously being a playoff game and there being a you know a lot of people there, a lot of yeah. rowdy a lot of rowdy uh, high school kids there, and <laughs> and uh, and getting that opportunity, which I think is cool. And then obviously you know with Lower Marion, you've you've had some opportunities to 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 play you know in a national stage as well. What what can you say about that experience of just that being part of that team and, and uh, you know getting to travel and, and play some big games with them too? Yeah, I mean the Lumberman team I've been a part of for uh, it might be coming up on seven years now, um, and we're just really just close. Um, we we love traveling together just because we're all such great friends. Um, just because of how much we've achieved, um, we'll be back in nationals this upcoming July in Kansas, um, and we're all just looking forward to that because that's our last shot. Um, that's that's it because that's it before we all go to college. But we've definitely experienced a lot, and um, going to nationals a couple years before um, winning regionals um, after losing after winning regionals for the first time after really not winning anything in my club career was really a great experience and. Um, was something that really set us up for the rest of our whole team up just because we, by default, were nationally, which is where all the scouts and coaches attend. And that, mm-hmm. that experience really set all of us up for a recruiting process and just game, high-level games for the rest of our club careers. Yeah, I think that's a good segue, too, to the recruiting process. What can you say about just that experience? And, you know, I think I remember talking to you right after it happened. It, it feels like you were a little relieved to kind of uh, put it behind you, but you know what can you say about that experience and what ultimately led to the decision to stay close to home and go to, you know, obviously a great school, uh, uh, University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, just to start, I I grew up always at the University of Pennsylvania, just for a lot a lot of sporting events. Uh, my grandfather attended, so we would go to anywhere from football to lacrosse to the palestra for basketball games, and then even a couple soccer games, and it never really crossed my mind. As a as a, a young kid, that I want to attend there and play soccer there, but as the process began, um, I guess the end of sophomore, the summer of sophomore year was where I really wanted to start the process because I wanted to um, just have as many options as I could. So I attended um, the the ID camp in the summer, um, played really well. And there were a couple schools interested, and I kind of did my due diligence, and I realized that just through a lot of help from prior college players and coaches and, and my family, that the, that education was also a very important part. Um, 
just because I want to be at a school where if I'm not playing soccer after school, I can, you know, be successful uh, whenever soccer ends, whether it's at school or after school. Um, and being close to home was important just because I think my parents definitely played the biggest part in getting me to where I am, just the endless times they drive me out to practice or come watch games, just the endless, the, I can't even count the amount of things they do to sacrifice for me. And I think it really was important to go to a school where, I mean, I know they'll both be coming to all my home games and I'll have family at numerous games next year and the next four years. So staying close to home, as well as the education, the soccer aspect, which all three, it just seemed like a perfect fit. And it really wasn't, it was, a, it was an easy decision in the end. It seems like, you know, hearing you talk that, you're kind of a you're kind of a guy living in some different worlds, right? You're 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 hanging out with <laughs> you're hanging out with you know guys who you know in some cases already have uh, you know you know already have own homes and um, you know have pretty high powered jobs and, and with Westchester United you're hanging out with your peers playing soccer with Laura Marion you're you're a high school student at a public high school um, you know is that you know how do you kind of balance all that and you know does it ever feel like you're like you're you're a few different people in your life yeah definitely i mean uh, for example this upcoming weekend i have my high school prom and then the next day we have the last practice together the last mandatory practice together for the open cup so just an example like that's something that is unique um and that's definitely i turn on 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 um the social kid around my peers but then it turns into getting ready for the U.S. Open Cup, which is two completely different sides of me. Um, and it's something that um, has always been the case, but especially this year, hanging around a group of guys that is, are much older compared to my boys that are, you know, my age and always I've grown up with. It's two completely different sides and experiences that have just been going on and um, just teaching me how to how to manage. And um, and it's, it's been an interesting, interesting process. So you're telling me you're going to have to actually sleep uh, the night of prom. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I, I think I went to bed at like 5 a.m. on my prom, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's an interesting thing where you are trying to, uh, trying to make it all work. And what, for you, what, what, what makes it worth it? Um, I just, like I said, um, soccer is really my passion. Um, since a young age, I, I just enjoyed playing the game and, Amongst other things, it's just one of the things I care about the most. Whether it's it's playing, watching, coaching, volunteering, um, soccer, just something that I I love to do, and I just wanted to drag it out for as long as I can. So that was my conversation with Alex Cades, the Westchester United Lower Marion Soccer Club, Harrington High School, and soon to be University of Pennsylvania midfielder. It was great catching up with Alex and just seeing you know just the many opportunities he's had in soccer and uh, particularly just the hard work he's put in. You know, initially being on the D team, pushing his way up into the A team, and then making it to you know an adult amateur club at you know as a teenager, which is not necessarily a common thing, but it's something as Alex said that it's really helped him in developing and getting ready for the next level of his of his soccer playing career at, at at Penn. Appreciate you listening. This has been the path. Again, I'm your host Matt Ralph. I'm the editor of BrotherlyGame.com, and you know just. This is a, the second episode of the podcast. We're going to just keep going and uh, have some other interviews lined up that we're working on. And if you have any ideas of or people you think would be interesting to talk to about just their, their paths in soccer, whether that's playing or coaching or 
being a fan or working in the front office or, or whatever it is, uh, you know, the, the beautiful game brings all sorts of people together from all parts of the world, from all parts of the country, from, you know, people just from different backgrounds, which is part of why I love, I uh, love this game and why I love writing about it and experiencing it as both a, a writer, a journalist and a fan. So uh, you can, you can find me on obviously at brotherlygame.com and on Twitter at, at Matt Ralph underscore TBG. And you can also drop me a line at Matthew.r.ralph at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.